60 show presented by on prepmx.com taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis yeah a little bit of a late start here fly racing moto 60 show presented by nfab thanks everybody for listening we appreciate it it is uh thursday and uh, it is February 27th, and we're happy to have you guys here listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. We appreciate you guys uh, listening. A little look ahead to Indianapolis Supercross this uh, coming Saturday night, and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, ha- having that uh, go on. You'll have to excuse me while I punch in some passwords. And um, Jason Thomas will be on, and we, uh, we're looking forward to having him. And Chase Stallo, who is going to be coming live from Indianapolis. He will be uh, live from the stadium with the press day today, so it's going to be good to get a sense of uh, what's going on with that. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to all that. Two tickets to give away to Indy, courtesy of NFAB. And, of course, NFAB, the uh, finest truck accessories money can buy. NFAB has you cover from step systems and light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. Dress up your rig with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories out there. NFAB are built in Houston, Texas. Deliver world-class quality and performance. To learn more about NFAB products, visit n-fab.com. And, of course, Fly Racing, the official gear of uh, the BTO Sports KTM team. Weston Pike, where is it? Adam Entenap, where is it? Jimmy Albertson, Fly Racing, some of the best stuff out there. And they are going to give away an F2 Dragon helmet. It's a Dragon uh, Goggles replica helmet, uh, Fly Racing F2 helmet. We're going to give away that simply to uh, a guy who uh, asks a good, a good question. You can't call in and beg for it. We're not going to do that. Just be a nice guy. Ask a good question. We will uh, give that away. All right, let's get right to our guessing as we started late here on the show. And uh, with that, let's get to our own Fly Racing. Jason Thomas, JT, what's up? Oh, uh, you want me to come show you how to run a radio show? Or what, first, first time? No. I had a guy come over and help me tune up my equipment yesterday, and boy, did he ever tune me up. Um, <laughs> I so bet he did. We had to restart everything, and now it works. So it wasn't working before. Um, oh, by the way, I'm Steve Mathis, taking your calls, handling the show, producing everything. The Tits Legend Your Tits, what's up? Not much. I don't like seeing you flustered like this. Oh, no flustered. No flustered. I talk Tits. Um, <laughs> hey, JT, I saw this week fly racing video with you talking about the performance of the fly cold weather glove. All right. And we're going to need it this weekend. It's going to be cold. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really cold. I'm in Kentucky right now, so I'm only a couple hours south of there, and, and uh, it was a little bit brisk this week. Yeah, how was it? I was going to say, how was it? Yeah, well, yesterday it was, uh, you know, 10s and teens, but uh, it's going to warm up a little bit. I mean, it'll be 30s and 40s, I think, by the weekend. Um, all right, let's get to enough weather talk. Uh, that's Al Roker, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, uh, we're going to talk about Indianapolis. I guess, first of all, 
and we've talked about this before with other races, JT, but Indianapolis is much different from what it used to be. The dirt's hard. It's it's uh, pretty stable. It's uh, not ruddy and crappy. Yeah, I think I think they're all kind of getting that way. Atlanta, the same thing nowadays. Um, you know, the days of soft, ruddy tracks that uh, were tons of traction just seem like they're over. So, you know, Indy the past eight or ten years has been really slippery and hard pack and and icy almost. So, I would expect more of the same this weekend. 702-586-7857. Call in Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Uh, we'll take your calls now about uh, the, the Supercross season in general. Is Martin Davalos, uh, can he be stopped? Those type of questions. Call in. Um, all right, JT, let's, let's deal with 450s with you. And we got Chase Stallo from Racer X coming up later to, to talk about 250s. With Stu's crash in, first of all, was there any doubt in Atlanta that had Stu not crashed, he was going to win? I think there's a very strong chance he would have won. He would have been my pick to win. You yeah. know, after the start, I'm like, well, Stu's right. going to win this one. Just, yeah. You know, after the day he had and, and being second on the start with Alessi in front of him and the guys behind him didn't get the best of starts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about Roxanne Villapoto, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't have won that easily. He looked pretty good all day long, so... Yeah, but that's Stu, right? Yeah, I mean, no. he usually he usually does win when he doesn't crash, or at least uh, used to anyway. All right, so you've you've been on this bandwagon of RV and Roxon being buddies. It's hurting RV a bit in your mind, in your opinion. Obviously, Kenny got his second win of the of the season in Atlanta. Now we have three guys with two wins, and um, it, it your your opinion is that. RV's being too nice. Elaborate a little bit on that. What do you uh, What do you mean by that? Talk about your breakdown column this week a little more, if you can. Well, I just think that both of them, you know, they're they're one and two in the title, and they're all, you know, also training buddies, which doesn't happen very often. You know, we usually see this situation where there will be one elite guy, and then another. I don't want to say not elite guy, but a, a, maybe even even a top ten, or sometimes even a top five guy, but not someone who's contending for the title that they train with, ride with. And, and do all the things you have to do to prepare for racing. But we never really see this situation where two guys that are both this close in speed and talent and, and points that are willing to hang out together and let each other see their strengths and weaknesses and be that involved in their program. So mm-hmm. I think when they, when they get out on the, on the track in the races, they are really good friends, and they, they both give each other extra room than they would give other guys. And I think at times RV has had a chance to, to maybe make a pass on, on Roxon, he would have to force it in there, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that same move he would make on Brayton, Dungy, Stu, anybody in a heartbeat, but he, he's hesitant to make it on Roxon because he doesn't want to screw Roxon up. I don't see it that yet that way myself. But, I mean, you're the expert here. You're the ex-racer. Well, I, mean, I haven't seen it every single race, but I've seen it enough now. I saw it at Dallas a lot. Um I believe, uh, I'm trying to think of another race where I saw it a lot. One of the Anaheims, he did it, and it, I just see him waiting. Like, he could go to the inside and force the issue, and I see him check up and check up. And it's not it's not dramatic movements that you're looking for. It's yeah. just little times where he could he could basically cut right in a corner and make Roxon pull out of the turn. You know, he would. It, it's going to mess Roxon up, don't get me wrong, but he would do it to Dungy. He would do it to another guy in a heartbeat. I've seen him do it, just like Phoenix, where he did it to Dungy. He is not scared to make that move, but I just see him opting out of that situation against Roxon. All right. So this, 
And I, mean, I know you, yeah. you told me this many times. You don't see it, but I keep seeing it more and more. And I just nine, think it's nine points. A pretty interesting yeah. point. So yeah. nine points. I think yeah. with this, them being this close to each other, it's pretty interesting to watch that. You know, if that continues or if that changes or if one of them makes that one aggressive. It only takes one aggressive move to change the whole dynamic between them. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, and, and that should be interesting to see if that happens, right? Look, nine points, man, and things are getting a little tight. Um, so Stu lost a ton of points. He's 26 back now of RV, and that's with, and if you think about it, that's with two pretty crappy finishes for James. Um, he's not out of this thing, but his margin of error is shrinking if he hopes to win this thing. I mean, look, it's probably not too early to start talking about titles. We're not, we're going to, we're eight rounds down. Yeah, I, I really feel like if, Stewart would have not make, made that mistake and gone on to win Atlanta. I feel like even though he would be anywhere from, you know, 8 to 11 or 12 points down in the championship, I really feel like he would have had the upper hand going into the rest of the series. I feel like he would have had the momentum, the ball rolling, the confidence, everything. And with one crash, and he obviously took forever to get going, but with that one crash, he's completely changed uh, the face of this championship. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just feel like he went from in a, a really great position, even being ten points out. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was a huge chance. He had a huge chance of winning. To I just don't see it now. I, I really don't see it. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. So you're 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 not off. It's I not mean, impossible, it's, but you're yeah, you're not. Yeah, I mean, he. If you were you know an odds maker in Vegas, I mean, you would drop his percentage chance way way down now yeah. from what it was. I mean, yeah. it just completely changed the, the outlook. Yeah. Yeah. Probably tits. Uh... What about your guy, Dungy? I wonder how awkward it is now that Roxon has two wins. Dungy doesn't have any. If Great analysis from Ted. A little tension in the... Uh... Is there tension in the KTM truck, JT? I don't think so. I don't think in between, at least in between, um, you know, Roxon and Dungy, I haven't seen it. Right. Um, you know, who knows with the entourages, <laughs> just because that's usually where a lot of the tension and drama comes from anyway. Yeah. But between those two personally, I, I really don't see it. I don't, I don't think so. One thing about Dunge that I, in talking to Brett Metcalf, in talking to other guys, mechanics that have been on the team when, when Ryan was there, he's not a real big, like, he's just a reserve type of guy. He's not, yep. he's not a bro down with your teammates guy, you know? So he's the opposite of Will Hahn. Will Hahn loves all his teammates. Mm-hmm. They all hug, and Will Hahn high-fives his guys, and they all love each other. I think Dunge is... Like, it's an individual sport where guys are thrown into teams, and I think Dunge keeps it pretty individual. So. Well, yeah, and I think that goes along with his personality as far as how he approaches the media, how he approaches everything. You know, I yeah. think he wants to do his own thing, do his job, get a great result, make some money, and go home. You know, I really yeah. feel like he wants to keep it in his family and inner circle and do his job and do the best job he can, and that's, that's really about it. You know, I don't think yeah. he's in it for the fame or the glory or any of that stuff. I uh, just, you know, I think he's a, a very, when it comes down to it, a very simple, you know, he has a very simple directive with this racing thing is to be the best he can. And, yeah. you know, he fulfills his media obligations and does the thing he, things he has to, but I don't think he enjoys that stuff. Yeah, one time one of his agents told me that he, that he told them, hey, after the last national, I don't want to talk to anybody until Anaheim won. Like just, right. I mean, not like, not screw anybody over. I just I don't want to do it. 
I just I'm training. Yeah, yeah I'm I, don't, I don't think he likes that side of the sport. I really yeah, don't. Right. I think he likes riding his dirt bike and he likes the lifestyle it affords him. But I don't think he likes many of the aspects that come along with it. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Hey, big news this weekend: uh, Dean Wilson making the the debut of uh, on Team Two Two as a fill-in rider, and Cole Seeley just found out today. Cole Seeley will be on the factory Honda of Trey Kennard. Um, oh wow, nice. Uh, do we know when Kennard's coming back? Do we have any sort of update on that? He has a fly racing I think it's going to be, yeah, I think we're still, uh, you know, at least a month out, if I had to guess. Right. Um, yeah, I don't have any verification of that or anything, yeah. but yeah. I think he's just getting going with riding, so I can't see him being back, you know. Yeah. It's not like jump on his bike after being off for three months and ride for ten days and come out and race. I, yeah. think, I think that's foolish to think that, so. Yep. Um, um, so without, without getting myself in trouble, I think it'll be a little bit. Uh, Dean Wilson. Uh, debuting, you expect JT. You're a five to eighth place guy. Oh, Dean's looking good. <laughs> I I talked yeah, to Ch- Dean, I had th- Dean Strong. I was talking to Chad this week. Uh, he is matching Chad's lap times at the at, at yep. his house, um, which is all well and dandy. But of course, things you know, even Chad admitted that other people have matched him too, and then they show up on Saturday, and those guys don't see Chad um, on Saturday night. So there is there is that, but. If you just go by lap times during the week and and all that, Dean's looking good and and JT, you're thinking he's going to be you know a five to eight place guy somewhere around there. I got him a little further back, but yeah, I think if uh, if Dean Wilson rides the way D- Dean Wilson rides during the week, if he shows up on Saturday and he's the same rider he is on Monday through Thursday, I think five through eight's easy. I think yep. that's easy, no problem wow. for him. Wow. Yep. Uh, well, just going yep. off his ability. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy for someone, but I think that's easily within his capabilities. How about that? What about um, okay, so, the, big, the biggest yeah. thing for him is just keeping his head on straight and not feeling any pressure and and all those. Well, things, so. well if he's, I mean, look, he, he, I don't use, I don't think he choked this title away, but in a sense, he choked this title away. Uh, crashes, yeah, I mean, I crashes, think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I, I don't like it because I really like Dean, uh, but I love I Dean think, too. You know, I love Dean too. Great kid, great guy. But it, you're still bitter about the Canada thing. Uh, no, he won the B main for Canada in 09. Um, uh, I just, uh, I mean, arm pump, will he get arm pump again? You know, what, what's going on between right. the ears? You know, all that. But uh, Yeah, certainly, he's got big yeah. shoes to fill. I mean, that's a, that's a high-profile spot to walk into. Let me ask you this. Uh, his riding style, does it suit a 450 more than 250s in your eyes? Or do you see anything in his riding style that makes you think he'd be better on 450s? Or is he sort of a neutral, neutral riding style guy? Well, you know what? I think that bikes dictate riding style a lot of times. I think you have to ride a 250F a certain way to go very fast. And I think that that changes on a 450. So I think you can that you can change your riding style according to the bike you're on. You know, mm-hmm. when I race the 250F, you have to ride it very aggressively. And then on a 450, you don't have to. So, you, you know, it changes accordingly. And I think the same is for Dean. I don't think he'll try to ride the 450 like he rode his 250, uh-huh. I think his size will his size will help quite a bit on the 450, you know, compared uh-huh. to the 250. So I look more for the size difference to help him more than the riding style. Cole, and Cole Seeley, where do, you, where do you see him? What do you see him doing? Where do you see him going and placing? You know what? I think Cole can do really well. His, his uh, technical ability and his um, just talent level is very high. So if Cole gets a good start, which we saw him do at his first race last year in Atlanta – or two years ago, sorry. 
in Atlanta, he hole shot it and led for, shoot, I don't know how many laps, five or eight laps. Um, I think he can do really well. If he gets a poor start and he gets into the pack and he's, you know, having to battle a lot of guys that are also really good, then, I, you know, I see him mm-hmm. finishing around, you know, anywhere from 8, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. It's really going to depend on where he puts himself on that first lap. All right, let's get to some calls. Lines are full. Uh, Bo, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Oh, how's it going, guys? Thanks. Good. What's up? What's your question? Um, if you haven't talked about it yet, what's, uh, what's the deal with Barsha? Is he just sore or for sitting out this weekend? Uh, hurt his knee in Atlanta, but he should be good for the go this weekend from everything I've heard. I'm sure, it, I'm sure oh. he probably didn't, probably didn't ride all week. I think Honda was scheduled to do a test out at Justin's house, but I saw, and Stanton was supposed to go, but then I follow Stanton on Instagram and he, I think he shot a crow or something. So I think he's back home in Michigan. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's in Florida, or maybe maybe he's shooting crows in Florida. I don't know. So probably that test was all called off, and uh, he didn't ride all week. The only, the only only thing I know about a crow is you eating crow, saying that Barsha was going to win the title. Oh, yeah, I never said he was going to win the title, but yes, uh, uh, did say he was going to win multiple races and challenge RV. So he was going to be challenge, RV's biggest challenge. Yes, yes, pretty much exactly yes. what you said. Yes, and the season's not over though. This could this this thing could happen. Um, maybe Dan shot that crow. Hey, Talk about JT's theory. Um, it does seem when Roxon's in front of Villapoto, he doesn't. It doesn't seem like aggro Ryan like he can be sometimes when he's chasing down other guys. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, is it is it just that Roxon's getting that much faster? And I don't know something to think about. Yeah, yeah, maybe. What do you think, JT? Well, yeah, I think if if Roxon was holding the pace up, I think Rox or Villapoto would just go by him. You know, I I definitely don't think that. Uh, Roxon just holding him up incredibly bad or anything, but I still see that marginal moment that Villapoto would take advantage of with a guy like Dungey, and he he's just unwilling to do it with Roxon. It's it's very right. subtle, but you just see the angles he takes when he attempts to make a pass, and and they're much much more forgiving with Roxon than anybody else. Thanks, uh, thanks, yeah, Bo. I, thanks, Bo. Got yeah, to move on. All right, thank you. Uh, let's go, Barrett. Barrett, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for listening to the show. What's your question? Great show. First of all, I got to say, I miss Tits on the Monday night show, on the Pulpa Mech show. I don't know about Tits 2.0. He's not getting the job done. Yes. So, tits shout is, out to Tits. Tits, He's, is, uh, uh, tits is fist pumping right now. You have to. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, Barrett, you're going to have to blame Tits for Tits not being Tits on Monday. So. No one to blame him. Yeah, for. yeah, I know how it works, but right. uh, you know, right. family comes first. I all understand right. that, but we, we do miss them. Okay, so what's your question? Second of all, I um, wanted to see if you'd open up a little bit. I know you love your tri-tip, Steve, but uh, what is going on with the Hondas? They, last year, Reed was not happy with his bike, and it's clear that he's doing was doing so much better this year on the Cowie. Uh, Barsha, he's sucking balls. Um, Tomac, you know, what's going on with him. I just, I, there's got to be something else going on with that bike. And it's sure, like, uh, sure really you never, you never want to open up about it because you're, you're worried about losing no, your tri No, listen, I, I, seriously, that's all a joke. I haven't eaten at the Honda truck all year. <laughs> I really haven't. But I have eaten tri-tip there in the past. I'm not, I have a lot of respect for factory Honda. And I'm not saying JT doesn't, but I have a lot of respect for factory Honda. I think they are better than any OEM right now. And as far as R&D a bike, um, uh, figuring out what a bike does, they have a true racing department in Japan. 
you know, a lot of these, a lot mm-hmm. of these uh, OEMs over here just sort of uh, get, you know, a, a hot cam and a CP piston and a guy uh, in house grinding the head, um, and it, that's that's a factory motorcycle right there, and and nothing wrong with that. But Honda mm-hmm. is Honda Japan. I mean, it is still back to the roots of racing at Honda. They got Jeremy McGrath riding for him testing the hell out of stuff. That's a terrific test rider over the years. They have data acquisition. They're on the leading tip of that. I, I just, I have a lot of respect for Honda. Look, uh, and I can sort of, sort of trace everything back to this. Tomac, first Anaheim, I think he was third overall. Hurts his shoulder, misses three races, four races, come back, comes back, and yes, he's struggling, but he's trying to fit into a class for the first time with an injury that set him back. Uh, Will mm-hmm. Hahn's doing fine. Just got a fourth. He's on, he a, Honda, great. on yeah. a CR250F. He's doing probably what we all thought he would do. Not better, not worse. Probably, maybe even a little better, but right where we thought. Barsha, yes, uh, we all thought he'd be better. Um, and he's not that happy with the bike, that's for sure. But it's his contract year. There's a lot of pressure on him. The bike isn't that much different than last year where he won two races and was running up front. Um, he hasn't gotten been able to get starts on the new bike or on this year's bike, but he got starts last year. I just and I, and Trey Kennard, Let's see when he gets back. So I got. A, I, I'm I'm with JT that there are complaints about the bike, but I feel like, and certainly Chad Reed, coming out this year and and winning two races does make it look bad. But Chad Reed mm-hmm. admitted last year that he was out of shape. The Honda guys admitted he was out of shape coming in the year. And JT's. I know JT loves Chad, and he, it's his it's his BFF. So he's going to lean towards that. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see see what Kennard can do when he comes back. That's my opinion. JT, I know you you know you're you're thinking I'm crazy, but that that's that's where yeah. I stand no, on this. No, I Honda don't. Thing. I just I think that they're struggling with settings. I you know, I, Honda's going to figure it out. They always do. But I think that they're they're still not there yet. I don't think that there's I don't think that they have anybody on their factory bike and Han is not on a factory bike. That is just overwhelmingly pleased with their motorcycle. I just don't. I don't see that right now. So, yeah, well, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's abnormal been, for Honda. Yeah, I'm a longtime Honda supporter as well, and I agree. It's very abnormal because usually that's you know Honda's the best of the best, and yeah, uh, I'm not, just uh, you don't see that the last few years. So. You know, I, I know, and and like I think JT's right in the sense that. People are are not happy with their Honda. Well, Will Hahn is, but then again, that's a production based bike, and I, mm-hmm. I just I'm gonna wait a little bit. Let's see how it goes. There's there's no way that the out the outpour is as much as that 09 Honda, which where Davy Millsaps and Ivan Tedesco were like, I hate that thing. I never want to ride it. Um, Wyndham didn't like it either. It was bad. That so, bike was terrible. Right, JT. You I were, yeah, it. you raced it exactly. You were back then. It was terrible. So th- we're yeah. not at 09 levels of of discomfort. I agree with right. I agree with that. Right. So. I don't know, okay. Barrett. Let's just give it some more time. Let's see how Trey Kennard does when he gets back. Yeah, yeah, excited for that. I saw, I think uh, <clears throat> they said Detroit, there was an announcement today. And then also the last caller was talking about uh, Barsha being out. There was an update today on Racer X saying he's out this weekend. Oh, there was? That, that he's oh. going to set out, yeah. yeah what, is that, what does that website know, Racer X? <laughs> um, no, okay, so yeah, so Barsha's out then. That's what it says, and so that's why yeah. the Sealy thing. So interesting, okay. And one last thing real quick, uh, Soft Idiom. 
that something you uh, created or what? Is that a new uh, where we're going to yeah. see that on the uh, yeah. periodic table or yeah, what? That's exactly. Yeah, new look, element. Check, no, new element. Check it out. It uh, allows you to uh, drop seconds on lap times. Expect trips. <laughs> five, five seconds a lap. I need that. Hey, listen. It worked. Making up shit worked good for Oakley. So I guess expense <laughs> going that way too. Thanks, man. Great marketing team. Thank you, uh, Morgan. What's up, Morgan? Morgan, you there? Josh is on one. Oh. Josh. Yes. What's up? <laughs> oh, hey, not much. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I was just uh, curious what, just kind of piggybacking on JT's uh, opinion regarding RV oh, and Oh, God, here we go, JT's opinion. <laughs> well, do you think it's that, or do you think it's, you know, he's two years within, you know, being retired. Do you think he's just kind of coasting, or what do you think, what's going on there? No, I don't think RV is coasting. No, not, I don't. I don't either. Not at all. I mean, I, I don't see the aggressive, the you know, the typical RV aggressiveness of the last few years. I think Josh, I mean, just, Josh, I think some of the tracks have been that way. I think I know from talking to the yeah. Cowie guys, like at Dallas and San Diego, um, he didn't want to push it. He he didn't want to push the issue because he felt like yeah. the traction wasn't there and he was going to go down. So, I think some of the tracks have been reasons why he hasn't. We I agree with you. We haven't yeah. seen the same aggressiveness. I wouldn't say it's yeah. coasting, but we haven't seen the same aggressiveness. And I think some of it, I know for sure two or three rounds of it, was just RV saying, I can't go any faster, I'll hit the dirt. So I'll take my second yeah. or third. So You, you, look, that, at, that you look at Oakland, track. which was... Pro- yeah. well, you look, look at Oakland, that was probably the best traction, and he wasn't even doing a, a jump section, and he still worked everybody, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Good point. I mean, you still think he has it in him. It's just, you know, yeah. as you get older, you get smarter, too. It's, it's just not his first championship run. So as much as we yeah. think he, you know, we, we're kind of wondering and scratching our heads, he still has a nine-point lead. So Yeah, yeah, something true. To to that I just, yeah, he, 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 those tracks just not his his type of style because it seems like everyone else has kind of matched him. Yeah, we um, um, he hasn't got the start as much as he wanted either. I think we'll see traction this weekend, huh, JT? Indy's usually pretty good. I don't know, man. It's been so icy the past two years. I don't, I'm going to wait yeah. and see. Okay. I, I think it's yeah. going to be slippery again. Huh. Uh, Josh, you uh, yeah. you want to win a helmet? That would be fantastic. Fly <laughs> Racing F2 Dragon Dragon Alliance helmet. Uh, Fly Racing designs its race wear and helmets to complement a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle. Fly Racing products distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. We thank Fly. We're going to give you a helmet. Uh, the F2. Awesome. Uh, this is a top-of-the-line one, right, JT? The F2. Uh, Dragon one? Yeah, that's yeah. what uh, that's what you'll see Andrew and those guys racing in this week in Weston Pike. Yeah. So awesome. we don't Thank you, around. guys. All right, stay on hold. Tits will get your information, sure. Josh. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Still giving away two tickets to Indianapolis, courtesy of NFAB, uh, proud sponsor of uh, Justin Brayton, Josh Grant, Phil Nicoletti on the JGR Yamaha team. Anything you need for your truck, SUV, crossover, uh, anything like that, SUV. Uh, Ridgeline? The Ridgeline stuff's coming. Yeah. Yeah, don't okay. worry. Don't worry about it. Um, all right, JT. I don't know if you have the points in front of you. Um, I don't. But, and I wrote this uh, for uh, an Australian website that I write for, Moto Online. But give me, if you can think about it, give me the rider that's most surprising to you this year. And, and I don't mean like an, an obvious surprise, but give me someone in the back of the pack that's being a relative term that's surprising you. I tell you what, it hasn't been the past few weeks, but I thought that uh, Nick Schmidt and Antignap were both unbelievably good at the first few races. And they've both been struggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 
I'm hoping they can get it back together because I thought that they were the the story, the privateer story of the year. Mm-hmm. The first, especially Nick Schmidt, the first few weeks, and they both just they've been off. You know, they haven't yep. haven't been there like they were. So no, I uh, I was shocked at how good those guys were riding. Yeah, especially Schmidt he missed four mains in a yeah. row. But yeah, the first first yeah, one, I mean it was the first he was legit. Yeah, yeah, he was passing guys, getting in there, racing with guys, no doubt. Um, I, I'm gonna go with Nick Way, uh, and this is what I wrote in my column. Because yeah, he's uh, he's only seventeenth in the points. He missed the first main event of the year. But and look, we're all buddies with Nick Way. Let's talk about that up front. We're all friends with him. But he was pretty bad in the outdoors last year for Nick Way. It was not pretty. No, it wasn't. And and you know, I have a bet right now for that. You know, Nick was going to make more mains than the person I bet. You know, thought he would. So he's. Yeah. I had faith in him. I thought he would get it back together and. Uh, you know, the outdoors, he was kind of trying to find his groove again, and I knew having, you know, the series ended in August, so he would have, you know, five solid yeah. months there to get ready. So, um, he's yeah. Been, he's I been mean, good, I, yeah. He's been I think good. he wants to do better. That's just Nick Way's personality. He's never really satisfied with how he's doing, but yep. he's in the main event every week, and he's improving. It's just, uh, hey, you know, he, I think he, continual he, learning process. He's the oldest guy out there. I mean, he is. He's the oldest he is, guy out he there. He is at the moment, yep. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Um that's got to count for something, too. All right, we've got to get some phone calls here. Uh, Mike wants to talk about Marvin Muskan. What's up, Mike? Department of Random Questions. What's happening? How you doing today? Uh, First-time caller. Grew up, grew up in uh, District 23. Uh, my local legend was Corey Keeney, so I thought that would be funny. Oh, I worked for Keeney. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's your Mathis loves Corey. I worked for Corey. Yeah, I know. Yeah, worked for Corey. If, if only he had a can of spray paint, he might like him more. But. Yeah, he fired, he fired me. <laughs> he fired me. Corn Dog was not happy. But, uh, no, uh, I, I raced in District 23 quite a bit, um, Mike. So uh, yeah. yeah, great country up there. I actually live down uh, where JT lives now, uh, or used to live in Florida now, but um, I, I do miss oh, nice. up there. But my question was um, – Wait, wait a second. But outside, outside of Millville, Mike, what was your favorite District 23 track? Um – I loved Millville, but that that track will really kill you. But I I, I was usually just rode Kellogg a lot. Um, Kellogg's not bad. I yeah, yeah. Kellogg's it not wasn't bad. my favorite track, but there is times that it rained and it was groomed right. It was a good track. What about Grantsburg? Like, what about Grantsburg? Come on. Thought- never got up there. My dad always said he was lucky that he didn't take me up there because the sand would have probably killed me. Oh, that's good. Track. Um, so I never really got up that. Far. All right, let's move on. What's your question for Muskan? Great, about- great, ser- great cereal at Kellogg's too. Yeah. Uh, the question was just the injury report. No one's really talked about uh, Marvin Muskin. I know he uh, hurt his ACL, but no one's really talked if he's been on the bike lately. Um, I didn't know if he's coming back at the end of the coast or is he just waiting for outdoors. Yeah, just just and, just waiting for outdoors is what I hear. I don't know if he's back on the bike. JT, you have any idea? I haven't heard of him riding yet. Um, I know the plan is he's not racing until you know Glen Helen, but uh, I don't know if he's even even started riding yet. So. Good question. I just don't have any insight. You know, I, I figure we would have seen some videos and pictures of him riding if he was. Yeah, definitely. Um, it just seemed like he just fell off the, the face of the planet. So um, that was the question. And then have you heard anything from Davey Millsap? Is he riding now? Um, yeah, or? supposedly Houston is the last I heard. Okay. He'll, he'll be back in Houston. All right. Well, that will be good to see him. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're going to come up with Chase Stallow here right away. Uh, let's knock out a few more calls and then get to Chase. Uh, talk about 250s a little bit. We are going to go late, past 1 o'clock because of the late start. Uh, we had some technical problems that I blame tits for. And, uh, Patrick, what's going on? What's your question? Hey, how's it going? Uh, 
I was wondering uh, if Martin Davalos wins this championship, do you think he'll move up to 450? Or if he doesn't, do you think he'll stay on 250? Or he, he has to move to 450s if he wins the title. Does he? Yeah, okay. if, you, if you're three years in the class and you win the title, you're out no matter what. So, uh-huh, okay. so he will be out. Um, ah. So I, okay, as well, far as how I, do you think he'll fare in the 450 class? Uh, JT? Uh, I think he'll do fine. He'll be on a factory bike. That's just because that's how Martin Davos rolls. But um, I think he'll do all right. He's a great starter. He won't have all the pressure of winning. Um, you know, I, I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll win races, but he'll be fine. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thanks a lot. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate it. Um, hmm, Cody. I think, I think his skill set is good enough to ride with anybody. You know, I just don't think he's, you know, he's not Ryan Villapoto or, no. or those Brian Dungey right now. I think a good match for, for Martin Davalos is Cole Seeley. I think that's a good match for a 450, how Cole Seeley does is how Martin Davalos could do. Right around there, I think. Will Hall, yeah. maybe? Yeah, I mean, there's Will a lot Hall. of variables there, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Cody, what's up? Yeah, I was just curious, uh, what point does RV start pushing it harder? I think right about now, <laughs> if he gets well, traction, what, Daytona will be. His, you know, Daytona he'll be really good at Daytona, and uh, along with Stu. So, so I mean, we're seeing. Uh, I think we, go we're ahead, seeing Jim. that every track is. You know, the traction's just not there for him. So, you know, why isn't he changing his riding style, or why isn't he uh, accommodating his bike more to fit the track? I'm sure he's trying to. Uh, I don't. You I mean, know, I don't think he's just is. waiting around hoping the traction gets better. But it's not an easy thing to do, you know. Yeah. You ride one way your whole life, and it's not like he's doing badly on the slippery tracks. He's just not as dominant as we've seen. So, um, yeah, just, it, I really think it's a week to week thing. You know, if if we show up this weekend and uh, they got some snow here this week, so if if the dirt's softer and and has some traction, uh, you know, it's, it's the dirt's going in late this week because they had the NFL Combine. So I think that might help keep some traction into it. And if that's the case, I think you'll see Ryan Villapoto show up and, and get after it. He's just week to week. He's looking for his chance. It works for me. I just got a question about the fly helmets. Uh, on the GoPro mount, what mount are the pros using for the fly helmet? Uh, as far as I know, it, it would just be the the normal one they, they supply you with. That's the one I always used. Uh, in 2011, I ran a GoPro at every race, and it was just the, the normal one. I, I don't know the... I'm not up to speed on GoPro's mounts, but it wasn't anything yeah. crazy. Yeah, that. the uh, some some of the helmets, I think, and I think a fly helmet actually, um, uh, Cody. Uh, I think the fly helmet has a little rib up the top of it, and right. so you have to get a razor blade and cut out a little length of the mount, um, a little okay. say two three to millimeter, three millimeter wide strip down the center, so that the raised rib doesn't affect the stickiness. You, okay. f- you follow what I'm saying? So you just yeah, because I just, you just I see your... all the pros' videos and theirs are all straight, you know. And on my helmet, it's, it's kind of crooked just because that ridge there. So yeah, that's take, why I was take, what they... take a razor blade, take a razor blade, and go right down the center of the mount and pull away the sticky stuff, and then you'll see that raised mount will go in the middle. And you're, it's brilliant. I came up with that on my own. Works uh, for me. Thanks, I Cody. Need, I need new appreciate. All right, we're still giving away some Indianapolis Supercross tickets, so if you want those, call in right now. And uh, we got a few lines open. Um, all right, JT. Hey, we're gonna let you run. We're gonna pick up. We're gonna pick up with uh, Chase Stallo, about two fifties, 
appreciate you coming on. Uh, Cole, C- uh, Cole Sealy, Dean Wilson, certainly add some intrigue to the 450 class this weekend. And uh, no Wygant, so it'll just be uh, me and you there to uh, just laugh our asses off at everything. So thanks, buddy. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate it. All See right. you guys. Fly Racing's Jason Thomas. Uh, let's get Chase Stallow on the line. And um, let me take some calls here from oh, Nate. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's happening? Oh, I'm doing good. Hey, I was calling. Um, you know, actually, I had a question for you and JT, but you, you know, obviously, you'll do. <laughs> um, I, you know, we always watch these guys like the Andrew Shorts and Nick Ways and Wyndham. You know that I, I feel like all these guys got you know really high levels of skill, but and it seems like if they if they would if they'd really put it on the line for that they you know they can run up front. Uh, but you know they don't seem. I guess maybe just don't want to do that. I mean, I just wanted to hear your take on that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about this a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, Nick Way and Andrew Short, they have tons of skill. They can jump everything. They can jump ninety percent of what everybody else does. So what is the what is the deal? What is the difference that keeps them from uh, doing better? And it's really it's just the intensity. Trying to hold your intensity for twenty laps and. You know, breathe and get the heart rate going. It's it takes it's phenomenal to do that, and and I think yeah, I think if you're um, an Andrew Short or a Nick Way, you're just uh, you know you're pushing hard, you're trying your hardest, but uh, at this point, you don't have the intensity for 20 laps that you need. So, well, I, I just wanted I didn't know if that was more of even like a motivation thing because I know that like you know a couple times when Andrew Short has uh, like maybe lost a ride temporarily. You know, he seen like whenever he was riding for himself on the Honda for a short period of time, mm-hmm. he actually had some pretty good finishes. You know, I think that's when he won a race. Yeah, and uh, you know, what I mean, and so I, I always like I kind of root for the root for the older guys. You know, obviously I like watching you know the Tim Ferries of the world and the Kevin Windhams. And, you know, when they have a breakout ride, it's just it's so exciting. And you like to see these guys do it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think if they get a start. You know, they try hard, they push, they try to make it happen, but they need to start yeah. to, to make it work. So, yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying. Um, yep. It's uh, sure. interesting, so. and I just think at this point in those guys' career, they're just they're just not going to do that. You know, they're not going to hang it out. It, getting hurt yeah. sucks, as, as, you, as you probably know, and I know, and all that. So, Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's all I have. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, let's get, uh, let's get some 250 talk going. Uh, with our uh, guy who debuted last week, did a fantastic job on the show. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. We now welcome on Racer X's Chase Stallo. Chase, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Steve? Good. I'm good. How are you? Um, good. Thank you for coming on. First of all, you you were at Indy Press Day today. Who rode? What was the track like? And uh, talk about what you saw today. Uh, yeah, it was uh, RV and a privateer. Um actually don't remember the privateer's name, uh, but basically, yeah, it was just RV. Um, the track looks good. Um, obviously, they don't have, you know, too much of it done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's typical indie, uh, a little soft on top, but mm-hmm. I think it would be a good track. Yeah. Uh, JT was just saying they got in late because of the combine that was there last week, so um, they didn't have time. Yeah, I actually yeah. talked to one of the guys at um, the Indianapolis Star, I think it is, the mm-hmm. newspaper, and he was saying uh, that Tuesday the combine left and that the trucks were trying to get in. It was like, so they just pretty much started, um, yeah. I guess, Wednesday. Interesting. All right, 250 talk with you. Yeah, Davalos won, and good job by him. 
Andrew Fredrickson there, very happy that the Martin finally won. <laughs> but and, and I know I've been critical of Martin, so people are going to give me a hard time for this. But I was more impressed with seeing Sir Ilsrod, just because uh, shitty gate pick for the LCQ, he still pulls the start. Then crappy gate pick again for the main event, and he pulls the whole shot like that. What he did showed me what champions do, what winners do. That's the kind of stuff coming through under pressure that Martin has never been able to do until this weekend that Cien Cirillo can do, and he's two races in. I, I was more impressed with Cien Cirillo than Martin, but congrats to Martin and all that. That's great, but Cien Cirillo to me really showed me something. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I do. Um, you know, two, like you said, I mean, just the poise to overcome two crashes, um, which really could have probably gotten to his head if he let it. Um, and then come back to grab the, the, I mean, what the whole shot was incredible. Um, and to kind of touch on Davalos, um, you know, I, I don't think it's being critical after nine years. Um, I think that's just the facts. Um, you know, I, obviously you're going to take some heat for it once he does get a win, but, you know, I think after nine years, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's legit criticism. I don't yeah. think it's, you know, something made up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with that too. So um, what do you see for this weekend? What uh, what do you think? Like, I think Davalos and Cincerillo have sort of um, taken a step above. I wouldn't put Baggett out of that yet because he had a terrible start on uh, in the main event. But those three pro circuit guys, uh, one of them are going to win the title, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Um, this weekend, I think we could get the, the Blake Wharton. Where did he come from? Um, he's been good here, one in 2012, and then mm-hmm. obviously was a half a lap away from winning last weekend or last year. Um, so I think we could get that Blake Wharton. Man, he struggled for two rounds, and all of a sudden he wins. Um, but I think that the pro circuit guys are the upper echelon right now. I think Bogle could probably. Start sneaking in the mix once he gets a little more comfortable. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, through two rounds, which is obviously pretty early, I, I think those are the favorites. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for myself or Chase Stallo from Racer X about uh, this coming weekend's Indianapolis uh, Supercross. Uh, more impressive to you um, so far this year, Vince Freeze or Jimmy Dakotas? Uh, I mean, I would say Freeze. I mean, I think they're both. I mean, they've both shown in the past that they can be where they're at. Um, and Dakota's even last year, before he went over to Europe, he was in that top ten mix. Um, but Freeze has really kind of taken that next jump from eight to ten to four to five, um, which is not that easy to do. Um, so I would say I, they've both been great. I mean, so no, no, you know, disrespect to Jimmy, um, but yeah, I, I just think. Freeze taking that that jump to the top four or five every weekend is it's a pretty tough jump, and he you know he's done it this year. So yeah, he's been good. He's been good. There's no doubt about it. Um, do you? Uh, I picked Blake Baggett to win this title. Tell me, tell me why he can. What do you think? Are you still are you still on the are you still on the bandwagon with me? I'm on the bandwagon. Him winning. Um, the way I think he can win is consistency. Um, I think with Cincerillo, uh, he's he's been great through two rounds, but he's still a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. He could still have that big rookie mistake where he loses 25 points in a round. Um, and I think you could say the same thing about Davalos. Um, as he's shown in the past, I mean, the speed's there, and I think the win will help him, but he could also be, um, you know, make that one crucial mistake. So I think if Baggett is going to win the title, it's going to be through consistency. I don't think it's going to be through winning, 
you know, five in the next six rounds. So who do you have for winning this thing? What do you think? <sighs> I know it's early. You know, there's I mean, a ton of stuff. It is early. Um, I think the safe picks bag it. Um, but I think I'm going to go Cincerello. I think I think he's just shown a lot through two rounds that most 17-year-old, I think he's 17 now, uh, don't show this early. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump on the AC bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, Full I mean, force, man. Yeah, Full yeah. force. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting off a bandwagon, though, uh, Jeremy Martin, Did you have you talked to him or anybody with the team or anything, um, what you've been seeing after two weeks? No, I haven't. Um, but I saw, I think... I think MXA had an article or an interview with him, um, and you know I, I, he didn't really reveal too much. Um, hoping to talking to talk to him this man, but you know as we were talking about the other day, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I just really don't. I can't. I can't pick to a time. I mean, maybe an injury or something. The only thing you can relate it to, but uh, to go over for a, a title contender that I think most people had, uh, not just a few. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's just it's shocking. Um, I agree. You know, I really don't know what to say about it. <laughs> um, Sean wants to talk about Jeremy a little more. Uh, Sean, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Good afternoon, boys. I just was wondering, uh, I mean, what are we going to do with Jeremy Martin? Does he need to, to pack it in and get a regular job like the rest of us, or what's going on here? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it's not good over there. There's no doubt. And, and of course, uh, Anthony Rodriguez, uh, Chase, he's got a broken collarbone, right? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know the verdict on his injury, but that's rough. Yeah, Chase, broken collarbone is the word? Yeah, broken collarbone. uh, Had surgery Monday, so I would say he's probably out a couple weeks at least. Oh, at least, yeah. So um, it's not good over there, no doubt. But, I mean, Chase, would you be surprised to see Jeremy Martin this week inside the top five? No, not at all. No, Um, right. He did it last year. I mean, and although, yeah, he did miss the main in Atlanta. Um, like I said last week, I mean, he missed the main in Dallas last year, and then had you know four out of five top fives in the podium. Um, so I mean, the speed's there. I mean, it was the rookie of the year outdoors. Um, so I don't know. We might want to pump the brakes on getting a regular job. I mean, I think he'll he'll be all right. Um, yeah. but, but you know, it's definitely not good. I think this weekend he has to have some have something go right. I mean, even if it's a top ten, I mean, he yeah, just, just he needs something, something to, to build get on. his confidence back. Yeah, something to build on. Thanks, Sean. All right, thanks. Thank you. We've given away the Indianapolis Supercross tickets courtesy of NFAB, by the way. Uh, a guy named Rugs won them. Strange name. Probably a strange guy. Uh, so thanks to NFAB for that. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Proudly made in Houston, Texas, USA. N-Fab.com. Two tickets to Indy given away to Rugs, And uh, we appreciate that. Let's go to uh, – Let's let me see here. Do we want to talk – Dino and Seeley, or do we want to talk uh, Reed, Dino and Reed? Lots of Dino questions. Uh, let's go with this. Hey, who's this? Jay. Jay, what's up, man? What's uh, Thank you for calling. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, just wondering about these guys starting to debut on the 450s, like who you, who you guys thought had the biggest upside, like Wilson, Seeley, Anderson, like he was ready to – to go, and then I guess probably I would assume Baggett and Davalos maybe next year would be stepping up. But just watching some of these guys, who you thought had the best best high end on them on a 450 and Supercross? 
I think Dean. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I think when you win a national title, and uh, that means something, and certainly Baggett did too. I just I don't know if Baggett's going to jump up next year or not. Um, but I think Dean's got got a real high upside. What do you think, Chase? Uh, I think it's going to be close, uh, Dean and Anderson. I think this year is the Jason Anderson everybody's been waiting to see um, since he's came out. Um, so, you know, I haven't seen him on a 450, so I can't speak to, you know, how good he looks or whatnot. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen Dean at a Supercross except for Monster Energy Cup. So, um, you know, I think, I think those two, I think Seeley's going to be good too. I, I know, you know, I think he'll be a top 10 guy as well when he decides to come up, which well, I guess would have to be next year. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Anderson and Seeley, or I'm sorry, Anderson and, uh, Wilson, Probably just a slight edge over Seeley uh, next I, year. I think Anderson and Wilson ride a lot the similar. Do you agree? Taller guys ahead yeah, of the do. back of the bike. Yeah, yeah it's kind of that free-flowing, uh, real yeah. loose style. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Uh, back to 250s, uh, Chase. You told me about Oldenburg last week. I didn't want to listen. I didn't. I just, <laughs> you know. And there he goes again with another 10th. Mitchell Oldenburg, originally from Minnesota. Uh, good start for to the season for him. Yeah, excellent start. Um, I actually talked to him this week, um, and he, I mean he's just a determined guy. I don't know if you know his parents um, actually took over Oak Hill uh, a couple years ago, um, which is you know the big amateur race down in um, Texas. And you know he's just he wants it, man. I, you know just in, just talking to him, you can tell he he's really you know dedicated to making himself better and. And he rode with Han at Wyndham's house um, before Atlanta, which I'm sure didn't hurt. Um, but, yeah, just a real, you know, driven kid um, that I think can do really good this year. Um, I, like I said last week, I don't, I don't think these top tens will be a, or a surprise. Um, um, what's his top fives, su- I think, would be a surprise. Yeah. But, what's know, his top su- tens is great for everybody on. What's his support? What's, a, what, what, what's he doing? Who's, who's helping him? Like, is he, is he fully privateer? I mean, yeah, he, he's fully privateer. Um, I think it's – I want to say I don't want to misspeak here. Um, you can check out the profile on RacerX online, but I think it's Coramax is doing yeah. his engines and suspension. Right. Uh, but, I don't know much about Coramax. Yeah, um, but I mean, but that's just doing engine mods. He's not on a team of any sort. He's No, full, no, yeah. he's, he's full privateer, and his brother's his mechanic. Um, and I'm sure they just – you know, I know last year they drove the van to every race. Um, so, yeah, he, he's full on, man. There's guys like Oldenburg, Jesse Wentland, Justin Starling, uh, Audette. They're just – they're not on any teams or anything. They're really just doing it privateer style, trying to do the best they can in a class that, you know, doesn't pay great. Um, and they're, they're putting it in the main events. The guys are doing good. It's hard to – it's hard for me, Chase, to uh, – like to say, oh, Oldenburg is better than Wentland and better, better, Wentland is better than Starling. And, like, these guys are all – they're kind of interchangeable. They're trying hard. They're working hard. But – they're they're just that one tier below. Yeah, uh, they are. And and to be honest, I mean, Willen had a tough rookie year last year. I mean, he made one main event, so he's made a big uh, big jump this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Must be that Canadian, you're right, Canadian I, I national experience. Yeah, that those, uh, yeah, exactly. He did, and he actually won a moto up there, which was yeah. uh, you know probably did help him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can even throw guys like Cantero in there, even though he's on the, the Factory Metalworks Club MX team. Mm-hmm. Um but man, you're right. I mean, you look down the list. Uh, I mean, even this weekend in the top twenty, I would say probably half of those guys are going to be privateers. Um, I know they got national you know, numbers, just... and that makes JT very angry at national numbers. 
Yeah, and I would have to agree to to a certain extent. I think you know these guys should get some some points for doing the their region, um, but not nearly. I don't you know. Right. I don't think some of these guys deserve uh, you know a ninety eighth when they race you know three Supercross races. Right. Um, talk about slow starts. We talked about Jeremy Martin. His has been terrible. But even Matt Bashaglia, Bashaglia of the Geico team, uh, two DNFs in two races, rear brake problems first week, this week he crashed. Uh, where do you have him placing? I think I have him around the Cole Thompson level, like five, six, seven, when he actually gets it together and, and, and does well. Yeah, I do too. Um, he was seventh fastest last week, or uh, seventh fastest time, I guess, um, in the main. So he was obviously, mm-hmm. you know, showing showing the speeds. Um, but yeah, I have him penciled in around there. I don't, I don't see him having a breakout year. I think he'll have kind of a slow year this year. Um, and then, you know, maybe next year, the year after will be his mm-hmm. kind of coming out party. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this year would be very good start. Top tens. All right. Let's get to the phone lines. Tyson's been on hold for a while. What's up, Tyson? Hey guys. Uh, do you guys ever go back and watch the TV broadcast and watch the actual interviews with the writers at the end? I have to admit, I don't really do it too much. Um, I hear them in the stadium, but as far as the the TV interviews, I'm really just DVRing and then fast forwarding to the races. Sure. Well, I mean, we all kind of knew that Adam Cincerello was like media gold as far as being on the radio shows. He's just really good with that piece. But um, he's not like the typical, I like to think Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Thor, Parts Unlimited, Vans, Volcom. I mean, he doesn't go through that. He hasn't actually thanked. Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki while he's been on the podium. That's good. I like it. He's so, on, I mean, yeah. do, you, do you think, I mean, you guys have talked about how people get fines and whatnot. Do you think he kind of gets that talk from Mitch, or does Mitch know that he's just that guy and it's just lets him well, go? I guarantee you if, if he's going to get fined, or he'll, be start, he'll start saying that. So, um, <laughs> sure. yeah, no rider's going to want to be, you know, lose money for it. But Adam's, yeah, Adam's good, man. He's unique. And on that note, did you see Chase Blake Baggett do an interview with his mouth guard in for half the interview? I like, did. Well, I did. You... I thought that was a little weird, too. I, 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 yeah. It was probably just a mental laugh. You probably didn't even realize it was still in there. Uh, that was that was a little creepy. It was actually looked creepy looking. It like, <laughs> freaked me out. Yeah, it looked like it had like a gold tooth thing in it, too. I don't that know. Weird. Yeah. Um, no, Tyson, I don't, I'll ask Adam about that this weekend if I think about it when I see him um, and see what he says and see if that's a conscious effort and everything else. And, uh See if he's been fined or whatever. Well, I'll ask him. Good, good, good yeah, observation. They've been they, good, so tell him good job. All right, thanks, man. Yep, see ya. All right, yeah, he's man, he's something else, Chase. That kid's got it, like interview skills wise and, and just personality and everything, man. Like uh, he does. He's got all the pieces to the puzzle, and uh, and, and I think you'll notice more and more as these kids come up, um, especially with more media coverage around the amateur scene. I mean, these kids are used to having cameras at their face at age eight. Um, so they just kind of get accustomed to it, you know, to where they're not so robotic. Um, but I mean, I don't think you can take away from his, uh, yeah. his just, he's got a great personality. And I mean, I know people kind of want to hate on it, but I don't see why. I mean, he's a great kid. So, well, you wonder, yeah. you wonder if he gets, uh, you know, remember Ryan Dungey gave the J-Law speech uh, at the at the press conference when he was battling him in 250 motocross series. And, you know, Ryan Dungey got the Golden Mike Award one year, and, and then he he said something about J-Law, and he just got – I mean, a lot of people thought it was great, but then he, he noticeably changed his, his attitude after that. So I hope Adam doesn't find himself in some controversy 
where he says the non-politically correct thing, gets hammered and decides, you know what, screw it, I ain't talking. Because I could see that happening, too. Oh, man, very well. I mean, as, as we've all seen with social media, it can be, they can turn on you quickly. Um, I think even a couple weeks ago, I saw a Weston Pike interview, and, and he said something, I, I don't even recall what it was, um, about the LCQ riders. Yeah, and I mean, people were just hammering on him. And I, you know, a week before he was the golden privateer. Um, yeah, he said. So you're right. I mean, you got to be very, very yeah. careful what you say nowadays. Yeah, he said spodes. He said I was back there with the rest of the spodes. And yeah, and right. like you know, I mean, he was just making an offhand comment, and then that was it. Yeah. So yeah, um, uh, Matt Lemoyne, uh, Kyle Cunningham, a couple of vets that are having a little bit of a tough start to the 250 Supercross series. Uh, certainly both, when I think of Cunningham and LeMoyne, first I think of star racing teammates when they first became, first were rookies, right, I think? Or was it Hon- Yamaha Troy? Um, I'm not sure if they were teammates, but I, I think with teammates. most of the 250 class, they are former star riders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should do a little uh, tree one day of star racing riders. and. I mean, it would be a very big tree. I mean, even in this class, you have Cunningham Lemoyne. Uh, I don't know if you remember Gannon Audette also oh, rode yeah, for star Audette, racing yeah, as well. Yeah, Audette him. Uh, did Alex Martin ever ride for him? No, uh, he no, never okay. made it. Um, uh, he was 11-10. And then I'm not sure where he was before 11-10. We got, Peter, um, we got Peters, Cunningham, Peters. Lemoyne, and... Audette. Oh, yeah, we actually oh, have four. I missed, yeah. I missed Peters. I forgot about that as well. That's all right. I missed Alex Martin being from Minnesota. Good catch on that. <laughs> um, yeah, Minnesota, the new power in the 250 class. Who knew? Uh, I mean, they, they literally have six guys that could make the main every weekend. Dude, Minnesota went from having no one besides Donnie Schmidt, every other, every other guy sucking ass, until now they got now they got like six, potential of six guys in the main event. So It's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I mean... It's crazy. It's like Nebraska or Iowa having six guys. I mean, yeah, no, it's just good, crazy. Good, good, good for the D twenty three folks. No doubt about it. Um, sure. All right, let's touch on the. Uh, I want to get your take, Chase, on the Brock Tickle Michael Essie thing. I know we beat it to death, but what did you think of the whole thing? I'm interested in hearing your opinion, uh, the reaction to it, and Mike Mike's uh, apology and, and and all that. What, what's your take on the whole incident? Yeah, um, and I'll probably get hammered for this, but, you know, whatever. Um, you know, it was it was terrible. It was a takeout, blatant, obvious. I think we all saw it. Um, it was also in the heat race, and it also had nothing, no, you know, extenuating circumstances on the main event. I mean, I obviously, Tickle was hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think for a heat race incident, which probably happens in the back of the pack more often than, you know, we yeah. actually see. Right. It was blown out of proportion. Um, but I think it's because you have Michael Essie's name attached to it, people are going to blow it out of proportion. So, you know, I get yeah. the media coverage. I get it. Um, but I, I just feel bad for guys like Roxon and, you know, people who had other great rods, even Tickle, or even Alessi yeah. himself. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just no. taken away from that stuff for, you know, something that was a bonehead move. Um so yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was bad. I so don't think the guy deserves yeah, death threat like yeah, he was getting. Um, you're coming absolutely uh, ridiculous. You're coming more on the side of like, uh, come on, guys, it wasn't that bad. Well, no, I, I think it was that bad. Okay. I think the takeout <laughs> was was pretty bad. I All just right. think that if it was you know in the main event and it was Ryan Villapoto or whoever was in the lead, 
or if it was for fifth, then yeah, I completely understand the, you know, let's talk about this for an entire week. But, right. you know, both guys made the main. Both guys are still relatively healthy after it. Um, so, I mean, you know, I get it. Um, and, and I think if Mike would have just came out and said, hey, I messed up. I was going for it. I think it would have uh, probably eased some of the criticism a little bit. Yeah, I, um, I felt like he dodged it a little bit. I, I, I did, and I listened to your show, and I, and I saw it on TV, and it, it it seemed like he was almost like, man, it's too late to come out and just say, <laughs> damn, I messed up. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Like right, right. He had dug himself a hole and just could not find a way to call out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably good. But, I mean, you know, good. that's still the way it is with the Alessis. I mean, the same thing with Lasergate. I mean, hey, it wasn't even, you, you know, it had nothing to do with Mike or Tony or anything. Right. It was Jeff. To say, hey, he he did something stupid. You know, he's a 19 year old kid or however old Jeff is. He's probably like 23 now, but yeah, you know, I, I think that just that. comes with, which you know, I mean, you just got to stand up and say, hey, man, I messed up sometimes. Um, right. Which I think hurt him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, before we let you go, Chase, give me a give me a main event placing for Dean Wilson. <sighs> Ooh, that's tough. I'm gonna say seventh. All right, Tits where, top Tits, where do you see Dean Wilson first? I was literally holding up seven in my hand when he said it. I can see – I'm going to say seven or DNF. Take your pick. I think you guys are – I think you and, and, and Chase and JT are drunk and high, okay. and I think we will see him around 10th and 11th. 10th and uh, 11th. All right. Yeah, where do you see Cole, uh, Cole Seeley placing? Um, since he does have experience – um, on the 450, and he's even raced Indy. Um, I got him around 10th or 11th. I got him where you have Wilson. Okay. Yeah, I got him too right around there. Tits, what do you got, Cole Seeley? Ninth. Ninth. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're so precise. It's a good number. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Question, though. I mean, were you surprised that they moved him up when he's in contention for the West? Well, I just found out. I didn't know that Barsha wasn't racing this weekend, but a caller informed me it's on Racer X that Barsha's out. So yeah, Barsha's out. Okay, so I didn't know that. So knowing that Barsha's out, no, they need a guy. Muscle Milk needs a guy. They need a guy. You know. Um, so no, no, I'm not surprised. Had Barsha been racing this weekend, then I would be a little bit more surprised. Well, you uh, are you surprised they didn't go with Mookie or um, Jesse uh, Nelson? Somebody that's not in title contention. No, no, it's a long time till we get to the West. So I think I think that's fine. I mean, he's been there before. Right. You know, they probably like him. He's a good four. He did all right for them. So, no, I'm not that surprised. So. Yeah, I was a little surprised. I, I, I didn't think I didn't see that coming. That's for sure. <laughs> I'd like to see Mookie though. It'd be good, interesting to see how Mookie could do. I would too. Somebody was uh, who was was it? White or you that said he might race Daytona on a 450? Yeah, I read that. So it wasn't me. I didn't say that. But yeah, he said he might. Yeah, do that, so does. Mookie fever, bro. Um, all right, yeah. Chase Stallo, uh, online content manager for RacerXOnline.com. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you coming on and giving us a little bit of info on the press day today and the 250 class, and we will. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Um, I'll be there. So where, where are you staying? Uh, we are at the courtyard, so uh, nobody try to come steal my stuff. By the, <laughs> by the airport or downtown? Uh, downtown. Oh, okay. I'm up by the airport, so maybe I won't see you. All right, man. All right, thanks, Chase. Thank you. That's Chase Stahl, everybody, of the uh, uh, Racer X. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks again. Thanks for holding with us on this late start that we got going here. 
Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Fly Racing makes much more than gear, helmets, and casual wear. Fly produces a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com. Thanks to uh, who won the helmet? I forget his name. Anyways, Me too. we gave away a, a Fly Racing F2 Dragon helmet, um, courtesy of the folks that there. Pays to listen. And NFAB, we gave away two tickets to Indianapolis to Rooks. Uh, on the track of the trail, the hottest-looking, hardest-working truck accessories are NFAB. Step systems, light mounting solutions, bumpers, Jeep gear, NFAB's got it all. Hey, thanks for listening. appreciate it. No show next week. I'm in Florida. So uh, just take on t- handle it without handle it without me for a week. Tits, uh, I don't know what you're going to do. But if you want, I'll come and host it. That'd be thrilling. Yeah. That'd be thrilling. So Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. We'll see you in two weeks before Detroit. Thanks for listening.